Genesis chapter 22 from verse 1 onwards. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. We have plenty of messages on this. You can go and listen to these. It will really be a blessing if you go and listen to the recordings. But today God has something new. Every time God speaks, even if it's the same passage, same verse, same word, it will be so different because God gives fresh bread from heaven so that we can be strengthened. So we're going to read this passage and see what the Lord has for us. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay, young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. You can call this a journey of faith. A journey of faith. A man who knew his God. A man who knew his friend. A man who knew his God and a man who knew God as his friend and God knew him as his friend. When God told him to do something, he had full confidence that God will not hurt him. When God told him to do something, he knew that God who gave will not be the one who will take that away from him. He was a man who knew the heart of God. It's when you don't know the heart of God. When God calls you to do something, you throw a fit. You say, I can't give up and you're taking even the one penny that I have and you make a hole. It's foolishness because you don't understand that he's telling you, give me that one penny so I can give you hundred dollars. But for some people, that one penny will be like a big thing, jump up and down and say, one penny, I want my one penny. It's like a baby that's trying to not give something that uh, would actually profit them when they give it. And in return, they're going to get something big. But if you look at Abraham, Abraham knew his God. Abraham, because he knew his God, when God said, Abraham, immediately Abraham said, here I am. He knew that every time God calls me, his voice itself has love. When he calls me, he calls me by my name and he calls me with love. God is love. God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. So this God who is light and who is love, when he calls us and when he asks us to do something, it is because he wants to do something big for us. God always takes us from one place to another, from one level to another. He always keeps making things bigger for us. He has big plans for us. And if he gives us something big and we can't carry it, you know, we will fall down. So he gives us little by little, but every time it progresses, it progresses into something bigger. It's not going to shrink, it's only going to get bigger. But when we don't understand, when we don't understand that which God is calling us to commit to, or he's calling us to give to, then what happens is we start throwing tantrums. Oh, we say, oh, no, I can't, I don't want 
to it and cry over it and waste our time, lots of tissues and and then face all red and swollen and grumpy and stomp around and and then finally comes to oh I surrender I know I have nowhere to go. You don't have to do that. You don't have to come to God because you have nowhere to go. Come to God because He's the best person you can come to. Because He loves you more than you know yourself. A lot of times you can scratch your head and say, Who am I? There are a lot of people ask questions. Who am I? Do I like this? Do I like that? And then you have a whole bunch of people who say, You don't even know yourself. You need to discover who you are on the inside. What is it? A monster sitting on the inside? You need to discover who you are on the inside. God has made you in His image. He has put you, he's put inside of you a beautiful personality. Each person has a unique personality, just like how the DNA is unique. Each person's personality is very unique, the way God has created it. And he's created it for a purpose. Unique purpose. But people don't know because that satisfaction is not down the inside. Satan comes to lie. And he comes and he lies and he says, you don't know who you are, you need to discover the inner person and you, know, you need to, all kinds of and what do they do by trying to do that? They open themselves up to demons that are outside. They come and sit inside and say, I'll tell you, I am your inner voice. I am your inner person. They don't know after some time. They have been brought under the domination of whatever that was inside and they find it so hard to get out. I've seen a lot of people who've come for prayer like that. Abraham knew his God. He knew that God is love. When God comes and tells us to do something, it is out of love and He wants our best. So God came and said, Abraham, this is what I want you to do for your son. You're going to take your son. Abraham was not a cold man and not a cold father. Somebody who got old and lost his mind. And when God said, give your only son, he said, yeah. As if he bought him at a dollar store. Abraham loved him so much. He was his only son, the son of his old age. He actually left the land of the Chaldeans for this promise that God gave to him. It, what you don't have, I will give to you and much more. In this one son, there are going to be multitudes that are going to come out of your loins, out of your generation. For this he left everything and he came. And the God who said that gave it to him too. Now will he take it away from him? He knew that he is not going to do that. Whatever he's going to do, I know he's going to do something good. He says, put your son on the altar. I'm going to put and see what he does. And he had such confidence even before he left. He said that, we will come back. We will come back. God said, you're going to offer him as a burnt offering. He said, I know him too well. We are coming back because he said, in Isaac shall you see me blessed. And he knows that God is so loving. He is all love. How is he going to ask me to sacrifice him? God is not for human sacrifice. God is not going to make us do anything that will damage us or our families. We need to have this ingrained in our heart. God will not do anything that will cause damage to you or your family. If He tells you to do something, He'll always to build you up. Build you up. Build you up. Build you up. So, when God came and told Abraham this, Abraham knew, okay, He's up to something big. He's up to something good. He said, I have to take Isaac and go. He said, we're going. And what was his attitude? Oh, Isaac, come, let's go. Through my tears and through my pain, I will climb every step of the way and I'm going to sit there. Lord, give me three days. Morning with Isaac. After that, what do you want to do? Three days time, Lord. No. He was a man of faith. As he was climbing, he was not expecting death. He was expecting something big to happen. He said, he's calling me to do something. I know you too well, God. I know you too well. You're not going to 
from me. Even if you're going to do something, I know that you're going to give to me in a much bigger way. So it's not like he's going to take it from me. What's he going to do with it? The Bible says, even if you offer thousands and thousands of earth offering, it's not even going to do anything for him. He's so big. He's going to come and ask us for our one puny child over there. That's the one that he gave that we were not even able to get it on our own. No. God, when he asks you to do something, he's not even like the, like the banks or the mortgage companies or some company, you know, they say that you give this and I'll give you like 1% or 2% or whatever, like the, you know, the tiny, tiny thing that they give in cents and little dollars here and there. When he tells you to surrender, when he tells you to give this, that means he's going to take that. Always remember when it goes in the hands of the Creator, God, what will happen? What happened to the five loaves and two fish? What happened? You tell me, what happened? You've heard that story so many times. And you can even tell it, oh, 5,000 people and 7,000 people and maybe 10,000 people. How many thousands were there? You weren't sitting and counting. The Bible says just women and children have so many more people there. What happened to the five loaves and two fish? Jesus said, well, I have preached all day. You all go home. I need this. I'm going to eat so I can have more energy and preach more. No. His focus was not on himself. Even though he was the hungriest over there. Even though he was the most tired over there. But his focus was the people. People must eat. You know, the five loaves and two fish goes in the hands of God. It's going to turn, it's going to be turned into something big. Something extraordinary. Abraham knew God. You know what it means to be a friend. There are a lot of people say, he's my friend, she's my friend. They, were, they won't know anything about that person. That person won't know anything about them. And just texting a little bit, they think they're friends. A true friend means you really know everything about the person. A friend will share all the secrets. When God called Abraham his friend, and Abraham was God's friend, Abraham knew the heart of God. When God said, Abraham, bring your only son. He said, I know you too well. I'm coming because you are going to do something good through this. God is speaking to us today. Whatever it may be. If you are at a point in your life anywhere where you have the struggle to surrender. Know that it's the devil that will say, don't let go, don't let go, don't let go. Because if he knows if you let go, what will happen? Not let go and throw it somewhere in some water. You let it go and give it into the hands of God. You're letting it go off your hands and you're giving it in the hands of God. You say, here Lord, take it. When we do that, God takes that and then that becomes a whole different thing. It goes to the hands of the Creator God. He takes that and He does something magnificent with it. Now you see here, he had this faith. God is asking me to do something. Did he literally take that which God said to a literal sense? Yes, he did. That's why he actually carried wood and he carried all those things and he went up. But did he literally think that his son would be offered as a burnt offering and that's it, he'll become ashes and that's it, I'm going to come home by myself? No. That's where Abraham differs. In obedience, he wanted to do 100%, but in faith, he knew that this God will not harm me. He will not harm my son. That means when I go and do something, something big is going to happen at that point. When we entrust our lives, our future, our family into the hands of God, our finances into the hands of God, our spouses into the hands of God, our children into the hands of God, our jobs into the hands of God, our entire health into the hands of God, our lives into the hands of God, we know one thing. It becomes a totally different thing. 
It's no more an ordinary life. It's it's a beautiful journey of faith. Exciting. Because you don't know what's going to happen. But when it happens, it'll thrill you. Because you're in the hand of the living God who will keep you safe. And who will also give you that excitement that you need to take the next step. Because every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Whatever God does, He does out of His heart of love. With such love, He says, I have planned for you. So that was God's love. Shown over here saying that you take your only son because he's going to do something big on that mountain right? So he took Isaac, who Abraham took Isaac. You don't see. Next morning, Abraham was very depressed. He was sleeping and God said, Abraham, rise up. It's four o'clock. Six hours to Mount Moriah, it's going to get dark after that. You need to be there to do what I told you to do. Only then you're going to be blessed. And if you do this, then you'll become the father. You think God told all the things to him? No, then it's not test, right? Abraham knew God and God knew Abraham too. God knew how obedient Abraham was. And he said, I'm going to have him do this. No, what that test was for? God knew Abraham, Abraham knew God. Before all of heavens. Before all of hell, Abraham's character, his faith in God was put to test. God knew him very well. Just like with Job. You guys need to know. Why Abraham will be worthy of his high position when I put him there. And the test was given. Any test that comes to us, if you're walking with God, it's not because God doesn't know us that you know, we have to do something so that He gets to know. No, He knows us because He sees us every day. But it is for all heaven to know. There's a court in heaven. It is for all hell to know. So Satan can come and say, Oh, you gave this to Him. Oh, you did this. And you have all this protection for Him. And then all these things because He's your favorite. And He does, no, 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 no. Because He's worthy of it. Because she's worthy of it. There's this test that's there. You know when you go for a job, interview, you can just say that, well, um, uh, I didn't go to school, but um, um, I like to be a doctor. Um, I didn't study well, but um, I want to be a doctor. Uh, these are all my desires, so you know, I got a coat and I got a stethoscope and I'm coming here. And uh, if you don't let me in, then I'm going to say that you're not being fair because we're all humans and we're all equal. Can you do that? No. You have to study and there's such a thing called exam. Those who study will love it because they can't wait to take the exam so that they can actually start working. They can actually get the jobs. They'll be looking forward to it. They'll prepare and prepare and prepare. I can't wait to finish this. I can't wait to finish this. I can't wait to finish this. But those who don't study will say, I cannot. I don't want the exam. I don't know who even invented the exam. They'll start cursing the person who actually invented the exams and tests and say, why can't everything be equal? And if I have a exam, and you know what the worst thing is, they'll try to say that how smart they are. I know how to do surgeries and I know how to do, I know what this part is and I know that, they'll say, I know all these things that I'm capable of being a doctor, but you know what? You have no certification. You have no credits. You have no degree. You don't have what it takes. So, can you go in front of a board and say that, give me this job? No. If you need to be hired, then you need to be qualified. And the board has to see 
what you have, what you're fit for, and then they make the decision. Before God can promote us into whatever place that is, before heaven and before hell, God will give us the exam. We pass it. God will say, See, I told you. Promotion. This is who our God is. God had to give this tough exam for Abraham, but you know what? He knew that Abraham was prepared. Hallelujah. He was prepared. So he knew what God called him for, and he said, I'm going. And he took everything that he needed, and he rose early in the morning. He said, ready for the exam. I know what he has for me after this. I know one thing. He is calling me to do something. Ready. He rose early in the morning. Saddled his donkey. And took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering. And arose and went to the place of which God had told him. You call that the fear of God. Very beautiful thing. When you know that the Creator God, the God of the universe, is telling you to do something, an order has been issued, you won't say, two more days, Lord, three more days, Lord. Well, by the way, I will come when I want to come. No. We will immediately get up and say, He is calling you. Who is that He? The Creator of the whole world. Even though He was Abraham's friend, He knew His place. And he said, this is God Almighty calling. And I know that he is calling and he had that healthy fear, but he was not cringing and shaking. And I don't know what he's going to do to my son. I don't know what he's going to do to me. Are we all both going to be consumed by the fire comes from heaven? And what's going to happen? And poor Sarah, she's old. You know, what, what am I going to tell her? None of those things. He had this faith in God. My son and I will come back. We'll come back. I want to take you to the scriptures. The Holy Spirit wants me to. We just keep going here. God called Abraham and his son. Abraham didn't say, I need moral support. You know, there are some people like that. I need what support? A lot of moral support they need. I can't do this alone, so I need 10 people behind me. If God calls you to get to Mount Moriah and your son, only two people get to go. You can bring your servants, they all stay down. You go up. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Abraham who began his journey with his family when God called him. He was brand new to his faith walk. He brought his dad, he brought the whole troop with him. But it just delayed the process until some people had to be dropped out. Then he moved forward. But you see, in his journey of faith, he learned he learned more and more. Wherever mistakes were done, he saw that and it didn't repeat. He said, I'm going to go forward. And when he was called to take his son to go to Mount Moriah, he didn't say, all these servants, you all come and you know, just stand with me while this terrible thing is going to happen to me and my son. How am I going to handle this? None of those things. Because he knew who his God was. He said, we're going. Abraham took what God told him to, which was his son. And what was needed for sacrifice he took. And he said, let's read verse 6, last part. Two of them went together. The only two people were called, those two people went. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here am I, son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt 
offering. You see that worship was a part of Abraham's life. Isaac knew very well what sacrifice was. Where is the lamb, daddy? Where is the lamb? He's asking. This is the key verse here, verse 8. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. You know the, the depth to which Abraham knew God? Even though God is asking Isaac for a burnt offering, he knew that God takes lamb for a burnt offering. He knew that very well. He said, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. The wisdom of God in him. He didn't say, well, let us speak the truth to you and I will tell you now, you are the burnt offering. And it scared him to death and said, well, you know, I comfort you and God will comfort you and we'll go and, and be ready, be prepared when this happens and, and don't shrink back and none of those things, no drama there. He was a man of faith. What he expected, he said to his son, God will provide for him a lamb as a burnt offering. So now both of them are going, they're climbing up the mountain together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. I want to emphasize this. I want you to understand this. As he was doing that which God told him to do, you know what was in his heart? God will provide a lamb. God will provide a lamb. God will provide a lamb. Whatever God told him to do, he was doing. While he was doing, his faith was, God will provide a lamb. God will provide a lamb. He knew God so well. As he was doing it in his heart, God will provide a lamb. In your life, no matter what you go through, if you know your God, you're going to expect God to do good things for you. No what your situation is, you're only going to look for good things to happen even in the midst of whatever may look bad. God will provide. God will provide what? A lamb. God will provide. The sacrifice that's going to take place is the sacrifice that God requires, which is a lamb here. That's what we're going to do. So he's tying him up in all those things. And while he did that, and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. While that act was about to happen, in his heart still the faith is what? God will provide a lamb. God, God told me what I'm doing until God says something else. We need to be people who trust God in all things. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. You know, many people are like this. They will say, God will provide a lamb. Excellent. Pass. First phase, pass. They're so happy they passed. They take the sun and they say, okay, God will provide a lamb. And, and they motivate the sun and they psych themselves up and they feel like, okay, God will provide a lamb. And he is my provider, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. They sing and they climb up the mountain. And then after that, they come there. By the time they get there, they look at the wood and all of a sudden they're getting a little shaky. Where is the lamb? There's no lamb in the mountain. They'll say, let's go look for the lamb. Now what are they doing? Walking by sight, not by faith. 
Now they say, I expected God to give me a lamb, so the part that God told them to do is left out. They start looking for what? The lamb. You know why? Because they have ceased from trusting God. When you don't fully trust God, you will try to do things your own way. Now I'm looking for something because fear is starting to creep in. Oh, what's going to happen to Isaac? I don't see a lamb. I don't see a lamb. And then you look at the wood and you start shaking more. And by the time you shake, your son won't even stay there. He will run from that place. That's what fear will do. Fear is never contained to one person. It's a dangerous disease. When one person gets scared, the next person gets scared, the next person gets scared. One person gets negative, the next person gets negative, the whole group gets negative. Abraham was not like that. Abraham didn't climb to the mountain and say, well, I don't see the ram, I don't know. I don't like your son, but I'm not seeing any ram, and well, let's go look for it. No. You call that a detour. There are many people like that. They will start well, and then after that, they start going by sight and they say, Okay, let's go look for a ram, and they completely forget about what God told them to do. So what happened? They're on a side journey. And the journey may look like journey of faith, but it's not. That's the tricky part there. They'll be going with Isaac, saying that we're looking for a, for a lamb because God is our provider. They'll talk all the words of faith, but they're not doing what God called them to do. You can be outside the will of God and think that you are trusting God when you are not trusting God. God is speaking to us today. It is very important to have that faith and to continue being in the will of God. That's when your faith will be true, proven to be true faith. So now you look at Abraham. He stretched out his hand. The ram was not, the lamb was not, the nothing was there. Well, there's just Isaac and Abraham and you have the wood and all these things there. Now he took his son and he put him there. You know... When you look at Abraham and Isaac, what really stands out there is the faith of Abraham and how that faith got transferred into Isaac. Isaac is also lying down and saying, God will provide, God will provide, God, Daddy said God will provide. And he's lying down, whatever Daddy is doing, I know that he is not going to harm me. Hallelujah. The faith that Abraham had in God, Isaac had in Abraham and in God. That's why both of them got blessed on Mount Moriah. Both of them. God bless both of them. It's so important for us to trust God in everything. Whatever God tells us to do. Our faith must go in line with the will of God. Our faith must go in line with the will of God. Our faith must go in line with the will of God. Faith can go, faith cannot go independently or independent of the will of God. Faith has to go with the will of God. That's when it becomes genuine faith. So now he is Putting Isaac there, and Isaac is lying down, and Isaac in his heart. Daddy said, Lamb, God will provide. Okay, he's tying me up, but I know he's not going to harm me. But when he took his knife up, the angel of God stopped him. said, Abraham, Abraham, God is on time. On time. The test is when you pass it, when you pass the test, right? Test is over. The test was given for Abraham, and the exam that was there 
God knew Abraham didn't know. How many of you can say, I'm going to the exam hall, I already have the question paper and I know what's going to come and uh, I prepared already. No, no one knows what the test is going to be. You know the content, you know the study material, but you won't know exactly how the question is going to be, you won't know exactly what's going to come. No. If you prepare, then you'll know, oh I studied this section, I studied this passage, I studied this. Or if you didn't prepare, say, oh, I did not look at this passage and most of the questions came from there. And before you come out, you know, I failed. You know, whether you passed or not, you know. Even if you come out and say, I did really well, but you know, everything was, you know, that not people say, students especially. Most of my class failed. They didn't do good. That means they didn't do well. You know, it's understood. <laughs> this person didn't do well. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to say that everybody in my class failed and so nobody did well and the question was so hard and the paper was so hard and, and you know that okay, somebody didn't pass. But when you pass the test when you know Whatever was there, you know, okay, I know all of this, and I know all of this, we finished everything, and you're so happy you finished it, you know you passed it. You'll be waiting for the results to come. You're not going to dread, oh, when are the results coming, I don't know, and some people will be under the sheet, I'm not even going to look at it, I'm not looking at it, I'm not looking at it. Because you know that you're not going to pass. Because when you took the test, you know how you took it. But if you prepare for the test, when the test comes, and you take the test and you know you took it. And you did well. You know you passed. Abraham passed the test. And the exam, God gave the general topic for Abraham. You're going to go there and you're going to offer your son as a sacrifice to Abraham. That was his general content. But the exact exam was not revealed to Abraham until Abraham was there. The exact exam was when he raises his hand, test over. Ding, 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 ding. Pass. Now we pass. A hundred, Abraham. That's it. That exact test material, the exact questions that are going to be in the text, no, no test, no one will know. Only God knows. But it's for us to go from one level to the other. So you look at Abraham, while he was about to do what God told him to do, bring it to completion. God said, blah, 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 blah. That's not what's in the paper. Stop. You passed. You passed. You know what a beautiful thing is when we hear from God, you passed. You got a hundred. It's such a beautiful thing. It won't happen if we don't trust God. In order for us to trust God, we must know Him. We must know Him. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the Word of God. The more we get to know God, the more we can trust Him. Abraham walked with God. He knew this God. He said, He is not going to harm me. He is not going to do anything wrong to me. He is out to bless me. Now according to his faith, God did. So, let's read verse 12. And he said, Do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, for me. Now God is not saying, you know, some little secret to Abraham. This test was an open test before heaven and hell. In front of heaven, all of heaven, and in front of all of hell, he is giving this verdict. Abraham, you passed the test. This man, Abraham, 
feared the living God and did everything that the Lord said because he had faith in God. He had faith in the character of God. He had faith in the nature of God. And he obeyed that which the Lord said. Now I know. And he's standing in front of heaven and hell. That means Abraham is eligible to become the father of faith. He is eligible now at this point to become Abraham the great. As the Lord said, I bless you and make your name great. Now, the name of Abraham has become great. Because he proved himself to be worthy of it. God magnified Abraham's name on that mountain Moriah. Along with Abraham was Isaac. That's why we always hear God say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When you look at it, each had their own test. They passed it. Before heaven and hell, God said they are eligible, worthy of the title of becoming the patriarchs of all of Israel, the people of God, the chosen nation, a royal nation. It didn't come without a test. Ultimate test, Abraham passed. The exam was before heaven and hell. The verdict also came from God. The sight of all of heaven and all of hell. This Abraham fears me. This Abraham is a man of faith. He knows me. And I know him. But now, all of you guys, you see this? This is why this nation of Israel is going to be born. And through this line, Messiah is going to come. It was a symbolic act of what was going to happen on Mount Calvary many, many, many years later. Jesus dying on the cross for us. And I look at Abraham. And God spoke to Abraham. He said, now I know, right? He said, you passed the test, Abraham. You didn't do it. And then what happened all of a sudden? Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Do you remember hearing this sentence from Abraham? A few verses before that. He looked at his son and he said, the Lord will provide. Did the Lord provide? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Not the way that we would have thought. The Lord will provide we go there and we see a ram there now. But when he did the will of God, he didn't even have to ask for a ram. The ram was right there. God provided exactly according to Abraham's faith. Exactly according to Abraham's faith, God provided this ram for this sacrifice. Yes, they went to sacrifice. Yes, just like he said, there was this ram for sacrifice. Just like he said, Abraham and his son came down from the mountain. Faith will see the way God sees. Faith will hear the way God hears. Faith will do exactly the way God does. 
That's what real faith is. When you see that faith in action, no force on earth can stop the plan of God that God has for that person. No force from heaven can stop that. No one can say that this person cannot get this. Job, when he passed the test, again, it was not because God didn't know him, it was before Satan. When the test was passed, before everybody got said, look at him, now look what I'm going to do. Double God gave everything back to Job. Test is very important. But test, we can only take the test if we have faith. We can only take the test if we are prepared. If we are not prepared, we won't be able to take the test. If we take, we will fail. So it's so important for us to prepare ourselves. Being in the presence of God is vital for each one of us to succeed in this world when the God-given test comes. Abraham was a man of God. When the test came, he knew that God would provide. He knew his God so well. God will provide. God will provide what? Whatever I need for the sacrifice, it's not going to be my son. God will provide. He had that faith. No matter what happens, God will provide. I'm going to come down with my son. God will provide. And God provided for him. Exactly the way he told his son. God provided for him. He didn't have to pray after this, Oh Lord, thank you for doing this, but now we have to offer a sacrifice. Lord, give me a ram or a lamb. He didn't say that. He didn't have to. Because God took care of it. You know when God took care of it? When He told His Son. When He told His Son, God will provide. Son, God will provide. The offering that we need for this burnt offering. The moment God heard, it was prepared. Do you know when it was revealed? When He did the will of God. We can trust God for something. The moment we trust God, it is there. God has released it. Do you know when you will inherit it? When you pass the test. When you do the will of God. That's why that which God has prepared is revealed. As the Lord was speaking to us during worship. That which God has prepared, now He has to bring it to you. He has to give it to you. When will He give it to you? When you're ready for it. No bride will go to the wedding. Right? I'm going to get married tomorrow. Ah, it's just a marriage. Right? Why should I brush my teeth? <laughs> Why should I wash my face? Why do I have pajamas? That you know, you're just going to go say something over there and come back. You know, and, you know, you know, we're going to get married, and so who will go like that for a wedding? No. We I mean, if you're even going to attend a wedding, are you going to go like that? Are you going to say that? Oh, it's just a wedding. I know that's my sister's wedding. And she's seen me in pajamas at home, so I'm going. No. You prepare yourself to go there. Because you're going to see something good. And you're going to partake of something that's good. Something that's important to you. When you understand that God is doing something big, it's important that you prepare yourself for that. That's what faith is. We prepare ourselves for what God is going to do. Abraham had that. He was prepared. He took his son. That little Isaac was also very prepared. Such an adorable kid. Who didn't ask 10,000 questions. As soon as Abraham went there, Oh, where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? 
these days lots of kids are like that once you tell something and before you can even say the next sentence it's like I need it, I need it, I want it, I want it, I want it. and then in five minutes won't go by they're on the floor kicking and screaming oh, I want it, I want it, I want it and then the mom feels like pulling her hair out says oh take this one it's not coming from a heart of pleasure right it's just coming from a heart that's saying shut up Uli take this keep quiet for some time my ears are hurting that won't be blessed we want to be a children who please us we please God that which comes from the heart of God it's not like here just want to close your mouth to have it no I want you to be so happy when you get it you jump for joy and do a happy dance saying that oh I'm so happy this is who our God is Abraham knew his God Abraham went up the mountain and Abraham had an encounter with God the one that he knew the one that he trusted as the Lord showed him the ram it was not like then Abraham fainted and fell because he was shocked at God's way no he expected what did he do he just took that and he sacrificed he would have been so happy but he already expected that because he knew his God the question today is how much do you know your God how much do you know him How much can you trust him? Five loaves and two fish is enough for him. Just empty pans and a little oil jar is enough. That's what Elisha did. Our God is a big God. You had a little bit of dough and a little bit of oil, that's good enough. Good enough. When the king was walking around looking for pasture for his flock, the widow of Zarephath had abundance in her house. She and her entire household were fed by God throughout the famine. They lived as if there was no famine. <laughs> This is who our God is. Big God. Good God. He knows the end from the beginning. All He wants you to do is to trust Him. We walk by faith and not by sight. When we know who He is, That faith is a very concrete faith. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just like how you can say that if I jump up, I'm going to come back down, right? How many of you think that if I jump, what if I just hang in the midair <laughs> and not come down? People who think like that, you know that something is off with your minds. Because we know there is this gravitational law. That if you jump up, you're going to come right back down. When we know God, His nature, God is love. God is light. God wants to give good gifts to His children. And God will do exceeding abundantly of all that we can ask or imagine. And every test that God gives to us is a test to prove before heaven and hell. That we're worthy to go to the next level. In order for God to bless our name and make our name great and place it among those who are worthy. so that we can glorify Him all the more. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus.